Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Thank you for listening to the Victory Podcast. This is episode 14. I'm your host, Monique Watson, and we are checking in with Tremaine Lewis, who is a friend of the pod and been on the podcast before, and checking on her and Charlie and seeing how they're doing in this world of COVID-19 and some of the, the challenges that they've run into this year. When we last checked in with Tremaine, um, they were preparing for a surgery and just tune in and see how that went and latest updates from Tremaine and Charlie's Care Foundation. Thanks for listening. So thank you for listening and welcome to the Victory Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Watson, and I have the fantastic pleasure to have my guest this week is um, our friend of the pod, I can say, because we've had you on before, uh, Tremaine Lewis, who is uh, head of Charlie's Cure Foundation, and she's just coming back for a little bit of an update, and we're checking in on her. Got to check on uh, on your friends in this COVID environment, right? Checking on all, all your people. So we just figured we'd touch base and see how she's doing. Um, we'll talk a bit about just as an outline for folks. We'll talk, you know, check in with Tremaine, see how she's doing see how Charlie's been doing when she was last on. Um, it was just before uh, Charlie was going to have her surgery. And then also kind of, as everyone listening to this knows, middle of March was when a lot of everything across the country shut down and sort of our world changed in a great way with COVID-19. So how, how Tremaine and her family have been managing that and just uh, a lot of good information for some self-care tips as caretakers, especially for special needs parents like yourself. So how are you, ma'am? <laughs> That's a loaded question, I know. Man, it's like, I feel like an onion. It's so many layers that you have to peel away at. I am, I'm good. I'm just taking it a day at a time. I'm taking it an hour at a time, honestly, because it's always something. Um, but overall, I think I'm still sane. Hey. I'm healthy, yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy, mm-hmm. and I am confident, and I am optimistic. So all is well. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Happy Amen. With victory, victory. Mm-hmm. Happy to guys, and just happy to share my journey. So thank you for this platform. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, for sure. We love. We love uh, you and your crew. So, yeah, so like as I mentioned, kind of given the outline earlier, so I think we I think we posted your episode. I think Charlie's surgery was supposed to be like March, like 15th, somewhere around there. Yeah. I don't remember the exact date because they moved it on me. So <laughs> oh, it no. My brain uh, because of COVID. We were so pumped and ready. You know, we had the prayer vigil going. We had people come in and bless this procedure because this was like going to be the biggest procedure that she had ever. Now, she's had a major surgery before, but the spinal surgery was going to be the biggest. So it literally it scared the badoopas out of me. <laughs> so I just needed the world to be praying for my baby. So I used um every resource and connection that i had to have a visual for her and then i find out the next day 
because she was going to have surgery two days after but the next day they were like we got to move it because of covid and i had just asked the nurse do you think they're going to change it and she was like oh no they're going to still go through with it doctors had a whole nother plan well it really wasn't up to the doctors you know the state with they had to follow cdc guidelines they had to follow certain precautions so understandably so it wasn't until may the 17th so waiting that month i think it just gave me a little bit more time to mentally prepare and definitely pray and revisit are we doing the right thing for our baby and so she had it may the 17th spinal surgery and the procedure it went way longer than expected. They initially told us it was going to be four to six hours. She was on her face for 10 hours. Oh, my goodness. So can imagine when we got her back and we saw her, she did not look like Charlie. Yeah. Being face down for so long, all the fluids rushing in, mm. just like this big potato. And it just made me melt seeing mm. her that swollen because mm. it just made it look like it was worse than what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my husband and I just kind of grabbed each other. We were like, oh, my God. And it took so long because the doctor was going to use a certain set of screws, and they ordered the wrong screws for mm-hmm. her. However, the screws that came in, he was still able to use them, but these particular screws took longer to get into her spine. I don't know how that mix-up occurred, um, but he said it didn't matter which ones he used. It just was a matter of which ones would, would take the longest. And, of course, the ones that was ordered took forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Usa. <laughs> yes. So, so, so it went well, though? Other, I mean, I know a lot of the longer time. How has her recovery been? Her recovery from the spinal procedure, is it literally blew my mind. Mm. It really did. Um, I was, she was, a week after surgery, she wasn't even on the strong meds. Mm. Was, That's good. It seemed like her back was fine. She wasn't sensitive to touch. We had taken the bandages off two weeks after surgery. She still, I was just like, oh my God. And I was sitting her up and she was just looking so good. And I was just so thankful because this is what I pray for. I pray for a successful surgery and a pain-free recovery. And she didn't seem to be in a great deal of pain. There were some squirmish moments, but she didn't seem to be miserable. Mm, um, that's good. But that was that was in May. So what sent us on a roller coaster ride mm-hmm. was her her left hip, her left leg begin to do something very weird like it would just rise up in the air and stay in midair mm. and i noticed that i was like something's not right right so of course we went to i brought her to the doctor and they were like oh and then and then not only not only that she was in enormous pain from it you could tell she began she mm. just developed like after the two weeks she was doing good then she started to be in severe pain. And I'm like, this can't be from the spinal surgery because right. the recovery was going well. So severe pain from her leg, and I had no idea what it was. I went to the doctor every week for three weeks. 
we were doing um, x-rays every week. Nothing. They couldn't see anything. They just blamed it on her recovering from the, from the surgery. That told her, I was like, listen, it's something else. So then they decided to do x-ray. And that's when they saw her hip was out of the socket, her left oh. hip. So I started how, so how do they think that happened? Did they say? I, or? My my hypothesis was, the, you know, when you straighten something, it forces everything else to get Straight, in alignment. Line, yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking maybe when they straightened her back, it pushed her hips out of whack. That was just my theory. They said no. Maybe to save face. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but that was my theory because there were no hip issues prior to the procedure. Um, they also, I also told them her right hip seems to be bothering her, but when they did a 3D x-ray, they didn't see, they, they didn't see, um, it out of the socket. However, they did see some protrusion. So I told them, we, of course we had to do immediate surgery on that left hip because mm -hmm. when I tell you she was in so much pain, yeah. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. We just went through the toughest procedure and she was fine and now this yeah. we had to go to surgery um so she but she suffered like the third the spinal surgery was in may recovered for two weeks now we're into june i noticed the right hip the left hip and the right hip as well um so june and july they were trying to figure out what was wrong so finally, in July, they, they figured out from the 3D x-ray that it was from her left hip being out of the socket. Mm -hmm. And so they scheduled the earliest they could get her in was August the 17th to do her hip surgery on the left hip. And I told them, I was like, Doc, why are you cutting on my baby? If you could fix that right hip, knock it out the park. So yeah, she, so she can yeah, be if done. Do so, I definitely will. He didn't. She did not touch the right hip. She sent her home to recover from the left leg, only to have to go back and have another surgery for the right hip. So if you can imagine how furious I was, like mm -hmm. I wanted to grab them by the throat. And don't do that. You don't need to go to jail on top of everything. Yeah, like they were very apolog apologetic. And I'm like, I had my petty moments because he was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I should have really done it when I had her on the tape. I say, yeah, because we would be recovering right now mm -hmm. from both of her hips, and my baby would be free. And so we had to have another surgery in September on the right hip. And so that's what she's recovering from now. And um, she seems to be a whole lot better. That's good. Um, she, she's still in pain. From the hip procedure, she's just sensitive to touch. Moving her is it's a it's a hurricane. Like she will, she lets out this cry that just goes through your soul. Mm. Um, but once she gets situated, sitting up straight or what have you, in her position that I want her to be in, she'll stop crying. Like maybe a minute or two after she's situated, because I think she realizes, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, it's just still that shock kind of. Yeah, she yeah. is not as, um, you know, 
angry. Or I don't know if that's the right word. She's not as upset um, as she was at the beginning of the process. I do feel like she's progressing, though, even though she's still crying. But I'm not, she's not on her strong meds as often. Mm-hmm. I don't have to give her those strong, like, she's on oxycodone. She was on hydrocone. I mean, some real heavy meds that I did not want her to of course, get hooked on, because, I mean, she's been on this medication literally since March from the spinal surgery. I'm sorry, May. May, yeah. Yeah, still, yeah. Since May, and that's just a long time for somebody to be on those heavy drugs. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to wean her off it, and today I may have given her the pain, the strong pain meds one time, as opposed to every four to six hours. So Mm -hmm. we're definitely improving in the pain management area she doesn't need it as often but just my concern is her laying down like i'm trying to move her around more because i want her to get use of her pelvis and strengthen her you know her core and utilize you know her muscles more because i don't want those muscles and bones to get fragile yeah atrophy and all that yeah so but we are moving forward and I, i i think I'm praying that um, nothing else pops up with her. I've just been watching, taking a real close look at everything, listening for Because how I noticed the, the hips, I heard this popping sound mm. when I would pick her up. And it would just be like this pop. And I was like, what in the world was that? Mm-hmm. And when it popped, she was screaming. Yeah. So I'm like, something is not right. Something's going on, yeah. Yeah. I had to keep her still for a minute, but um, I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm looking for any swelling, just trying to make sure that she is okay. And not only that, let me rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the screw from the spinal surgery, um, I'm going to them about the hip. Then I noticed the protrusion in her back. The screw was coming out. From the spinal surgery, it didn't penetrate her skin, but just but you poking could see out, it yeah, poking through her skin, and every not poking through her skin. I don't mean to say that, but you could see the imprint of this screw, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was almost like it was a matter of days. And so I'm telling the doctor, I'm like, "What are you going to do about this?" Well, his his thoughts were to leave it there. Because he felt like if it's not bothering her, well, how do you know that it's not? She's nonverbal. Right, and I was gonna say, yeah. Screaming. So is it from this screw? Because I have to pick her up around her back, and I have to pick her up by her legs. Mm-hmm. So Just I'm, that kind of scoop bowl yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Pick her up. So is it the legs or is it the back? Yeah, it's hard to know. When they yeah. went in to fix her right hip. I said, you're going to take that screw out my baby back at the same time. Y'all do this, this, um, this hip, right. Second hip surgery. Yeah. So I, so I can be done <laughs> with this. And so he was like, well, if that makes you more comfortable, uh, yes, it does. Why would I <laughs> say it if it? You're no. not what I say. I am. And I feel like I'm hurting her. I feel like I'm pushing it and it's pushing back on me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And then I feel like it's going to eventually push through her skin. Get this then. out of my yeah. So that was a 30 minute to an hour procedure, maybe a little bit more than that. 
And then they went ahead and worked on her right hip. So we were able to kill two birds with one stone. So I guess the second um, procedure kind of had an important role because had she not had that second procedure, she would have just had to go in anyway for that back because I needed that screw out. I needed, I needed that screw out. So she's, she's recovering from another back surgery and another hip surgery. Mm. Yes. <laughs> We're just mm. recovering over here. Yeah. I it's like a robot. She has screws all in her spine and her pelvis, screws in her hips. Oh, my. In a year, they have to take the screws out. So yeah. that's it's not it. Kind of help it heal and orient now. Yeah, so she literally, she had to have her bone cut. She had an osteotomy on her uh, left hip. So they had to cut her bones. So she has one leg that's longer than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to cut it to reposition the, um, the hip bone into the socket. So, so which is why I, I'm anxious to get her to move it around so that her hips can be strong. And so she won't just be this fragile baby, you know, where something like this could probably occur again. I think the stronger she is, the better off she is. Um, So we have a physical therapy evaluation at the end of this month. I look forward to that because it means that she'll be working with some um, experts who can help get her back moving again, you know. She'll she'll just lay all day. She'll lay around if I let her. Mm -hmm. But I can't let her do that. And then there's this bike I want to get her that moves every muscle in her body. So she's able, she's getting in that bike. And all I have to do is push the bike and it makes, and strap her legs and strap her hands down. And it makes, uh, yes, it makes move and we're good to go. So that's going to be our little workout. So, yes. (laughs) That is a lot of a lot of things. It is. It is. This has been a year. This really has. 2020. Man, somebody said this <laughs> 2020 ought to be a curse. <laughs> Ain't this a 2020? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. been a year, but it's teaching me patience and perseverance and just plowing through it. You know, yeah. and not giving up, not losing faith. And it's also teaching me how to just get behind God because there is nothing I could do that would fix the situation. Mm-hmm. I, my thing is there's no amount of money that I could have that would get Charlie where she needs to be. Only thing I could do is get behind God and just follow him and let him lead the way. And doing so, it keeps me grounded and it keeps me not going crazy and it helps me to stay sane and it helps me to know that this is not it's not the end it's not over things will get better I just have to be grateful and thankful and just keep it moving mm-hmm. yeah and I think the other thing that folks could learn from listening to this um your situation in addition to that which I'm a thousand percent in agreement I think is and it's and I, I've interacted with this is being your advocate for you and and in your case your child's care right um doctors know a lot but it is called 
and I have many doctors in my family, but it's the practice of medicine, right? They're not, they're not perfect. So right. advocating for your own health, because no one knows your body or your, in your case, your Charlie's body, as well as you, you all do, right? You're interacting with her every day. You know what her normal is. You know what, that what's different, you know, you know, how she can, how in her way she communicates how she's feeling and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, definitely important to advocate for your health. Yes, there were moments where I felt like I just had to scream the urgency of what she needs because I just felt like what I'm saying is falling on deaf ears. Like the 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 three appointments that I went on for the three different X-rays, the same type of X-ray. Man, I, 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 at one point I was just like, okay, if the second x-ray didn't show anything, like, what's y'all next option? Like, oh, we gonna do this again? And I felt like I just had to put my foot down so that mm-hmm. they could hear what I'm saying and just demand some attention on her. Um, not that they are not good doctors. I don't want to make it seem like she doesn't have good doctors because these are doctors that have been with her since she was three or four mm-hmm. and they know her journey. Um, but they're practicing, you know, and they haven't seen everything, you know, and in this instance, I don't know if they've ever seen an osteotomy procedure after a spinal surgery like this, needing to adjust the hip after adjusting the spine. I don't know. I think it threw them all for a loop. Right. Trying to give them room for that, but at the same time, I just wanted to clock them. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's um, your baby. You got to do what you got to do, Mama Bear. Yes, but we got, we finally, finally got to it. And, um, you know, being an advocate for your child, man, it's just, they, if they can't speak for themselves, we got to do it for them because they can't, you know, and it's almost like I feel like I'm a Charlie whisperer because she, <laughs> certain things she may be trying to tell me that she wants and I will figure it out. I just figure out what it is. I don't always get it. I think 90% of the time I get it, um, but she, she calms down after she's gotten what I've, you know, given her, whether it be food or just me being in her face or a particular toy, a particular song, singing a particular song, doing a particular dance, whatever goofy thing I need to do to get her to calm down or to see her smile. I think we just go through process of elimination just to uh, get through it. But I, I figure it out and I think I'm learning her um a great deal so that you know we could know how to help her you know so that's my baby yeah and how are the kids doing with all these different surgeries and they've been i'm sure they're trying to help you out and stuff you and your husband and everything with this they're doing pretty good shout out to my parents they have been man magicians my mom she wound up taking off a few days of work one of the procedures to make sure that she was able to help them with their virtual schooling 
Mm, that's his own challenge, right? Normally it'd be like, out the door, off at school, y'all good. My six-year-old, man, she just won't keep still for that virtual learning. She's all over the place. I have to, like, strap her in the chair. I got a text from my dad. He was like, I'm not ready to be in first grade again. <laughs> Literally have to sit there with them. Mm-hmm. While they are doing e-learning because they get so distracted and it really my heart goes out to these teachers I see what they do with and crack I couldn't imagine 20 other of these and they're just yeah I've heard some similar challenges yeah I have some co-workers that have I think I want to say uh I think like a five or six year old and like a seven or eight year old and like that's the thing because they're trying to figure out their work schedules because we're sort of back um people kind of have different flux schedules so they can come in later and what have you um so that makes it a little bit better for folks because the varying school options some people are back some people are full virtual some schools may be trying to come back to do in person or at least been cleared to do that um, all kinds of different things. But yeah, that was their her thing. It's like you, you become the IT guy, you become the principal, you're the teacher, you're the teacher's aide, you're all the things like for, for kids at the same time and, and trying to do all your other kids too, right? Like helping. Yes. Yeah. And you need to clone yourself. He thinks he's got it all down packed. Like, he knows everything. I, I catch him when he's on break. He wants to pop a movie in. I'm like, no. This is school this is still hours. school time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, you're at home, but you're still in school. So, and your break is only, what, 40 minutes or so? You can't watch a whole movie. You're going to forget to go back to, to class. <sighs> the struggle is real. And then on top of that, I'm dealing with Charlie. So, I'm trying to get them to be a little more independent. And, you know, take care of themselves. They really don't have a choice. <laughs> they don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. And then, um, so what are some tips I know you, I saw online with, like, I think focusing on some self-care stuff. I know that's part of the whole Charlie's Cure Foundation about, you know, caring for the caretakers like yourself and other special needs. So how is that going both in the foundation and for yourself? Uh, fresh air. It's going, it's, it's, I have to take it. I have to make myself take it. But fresh air is one of my main go-tos. Like right now, I'm just kids are in Charlie Secure. I'm on the porch. Mm-hmm. Just get me some good old QT and some fresh air. The weather is beautiful right now. And it really helps me to get my thoughts together. I journal a lot. I write down a lot of what I need to do. I try to stay ahead of the curve. I, I try to make sure that my days are intentional and I'm not just flowing or just carelessly going through the day. I try to write down everything that is important and that needs to be done so I can check it off the list. I try to have a to-done list. And, so, and that really helps my mental state because if I am scrambled in what I need to do and I'm unsure about what's next, it's going to mess with my mental, and it's going to mess with the way that I care. I'm going to forget certain little things to do for Charlie and my other kids, the house, 
So I try my best to stay on top of my to-do list so that it can be a to-done list. But self-care is so essential. Um, just taking those moments to just breathe, you know, and I'm not going to lie. This has been the hardest to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I've had a very, very hard time self-caring in the pandemic. But um, I haven't been able to do all of the things that I've wanted to do. Um, I may have pampered myself one time throughout this entire process. Um, but I did do it, so I hats off to that. I mean, since March, I went and got my nails done and my feet and all of that one good old time when usually I'm in there like every other week at least. But um, I just couldn't get away. I couldn't get away. I couldn't find the time to go on my little self-care excursion. Like all of that was just out. So I had to like find other creative ways to do it. Got me some roses, threw them in the tub, you know, created a little fragrance for myself. There you Um, go. Yeah, I started doing things for me. Just for me, like I started juicing, and I know that's nothing new, but it was new to me. <laughs> and when I did my first drink, I was just so amazed at how good it tastes with no additives. Like, oh my God, this is healthy, and it's really just good, but it just made me feel so good. And a few other things, like working in my garden, keeping my lawn up, just... uh trying to take care of me that all makes me better for charlie because she needs the best me absolutely my goodness so with the foundation anything i know it's hard in the world and time that we're doing any new things coming down the pike there that you want to share or plug or anything around that sure i'm working on a date for it i had a date back in september i was doing uh self-care um in the pandemic we were bringing self-care to the front door of many of our caregivers um putting together some things that they could do on their own in their own home to self-care whether it was polish nail polish whether it was things for their skin for their face um but with all the surgeries it just kept getting pushed further and further back so before the year is out, probably, I, want, I don't want to be, I don't want to jump the gun, but hopefully by January, I'll say, um, we will be able to at least send off 20 to 50 boxes to caregivers who have just been trapped, like myself, unable to stand, it'll, it'll, we'll have in the box just little starter starter things so i really want to connect with other businesses who don't mind donating a cream or a polish or maybe a little make makeup sample packet um even if it's a pair of socks comfy socks you know something even if it's just a little lipstick you can just put on and just you know feel good walking around the house with your robe on i don't know just something to make you feel important special and just like you're wearing something that will make you feel like you're not just wearing the caregiver hat, but you're also wearing the me hat. You know, that is so important, so important. So I definitely want to uh, kick that off. 
Um, I wanted to do it before the end of this year, but I really want to be realistic, you know, with all that I have going on. I had to cancel a few things. People were trying to reach out to me to partner up and do some things, and I really couldn't do it. I could not commit because my child is not 100%. Not that she needs to be 100%, but she does need to be 100% pain-free. I know she's not, she's probably not going to be 100% emotionally and just physically, but she does need to be pain-free. I need to know that she's not in pain before I can commit uh, putting together uh, an event because it just takes so much. I can't just, because when you're planning that stuff, you got to be ready to drop everything at the drop of a dime. I can't do that with her right now. I just, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. She needs, she needs 100% me. This recovery period for her, running over by the end of the year, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to put a, a space on it because it's her body. You know, I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm praying, you know, that she doesn't stay in pain much longer and that she gets well very, very soon. Yep, absolutely. And we're, we're praying for that here at the Victory Podcast for sure. And um, I'll be sure to share in the show notes just your website so people can stay in the loop and, you know, connect with you on social media. So when that happens, whenever timing that is, they can, you know, stay updated, donate. I know I set up my auto pay to donate um, regularly so I don't forget to help support Charlie's Cure Foundation with the initiatives like that and, and all those kind of good stuff. We really, really appreciate your contribution and your support for just loving us and donating. Thank you so much. For sure. I'll be sure to send all those links so people can do that, donate, and then keep up with you and uh, all your social media. I know I keep up that way. Let's me know what's going on. So I need to touch base with her again. Make sure check in on there. Awesome. Yep, Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Tremaine, for for being on. And I just want to thank you and and give our love to Charlie and your whole family and stay safe. Keep doing what you're doing as much as this kind of uncertainty that exists of how kind of what the new normal is going to be and when we'll get a real kind of back to what was normal or a more something that looks a little more like normal. Um, But, yeah, keep us posted and we'll stay connected with you. And thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I enjoyed my time with you. So thanks again to Tremaine for keeping us updated and being very candid about how she's feeling and all that's going on with her and Charlie and that whole family. Always bringing home the good lessons, you know, caring for yourself as a caregiver, whether that's for a special needs child, for children in general, also always being an advocate for your health and the health of those around you. Definitely great to check in with her and we'll keep you to stay tuned. Um, If you want to follow Charlie's journey and all the updates there, please follow Charlie's Cure Foundation on Instagram at instagram.com slash charlies, C-H-A-R-L-E-E-S. C-U-R-E. So that's Charlie's Cure on Instagram and charliescurefoundation.com as their website. Also, if you're looking to donate to Charlie's Cure Foundation, you can find that as well on their website. That's charlies, C-H-A-R-L-E-E-S, Cure, C-U-R-E, Foundation, F-O-U-N-D, 
A-T-I-O-N.com. There you'll find all that they're doing, a link to donate, um, as well as um, Tremaine's blog and a lot of great information. And that's also linked in the show notes below. So once again, thank you for listening to the Victory Podcast. I encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, family, and even your enemies. You can find where to listen on the Victory Podcast website at thevictorypodcast.com. And on there, you can go to the page where to listen. And that links you straight to all the places where our podcast is found. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, you name it, we're on there. And also feel free to reach out to me if you aren't seeing us on your favorite podcast tool. And my email is Monique, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E at thevictorypodcast.com. While you're on thevictorypodcast.com, check out our merch page and you can support the Victory Podcast that way and get you great Victory Podcast t-shirts and stickers and onesies for your kids, all the great things. So check it out. Thanks for listening, and I'll sign off as I do every episode. Every problem has a solution. It's whether you're willing to do the work to find it. Let's do the work and be victorious. Mm -hmm.